0: In this episode, we go to Heathrow Airport, one of the main destinations that if you're travelling to the UK, that you'll come in and out of. And a big thanks to Martin in Canada, who suggested this place. So Martin, a big thanks, and these episodes are for you. This is the first of our three episodes in the series. And don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering so many places across London. And Heathrow is probably one of those places that we need to go to at some point. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join a group of what we like to call our London Visited Crown Jewels, where there are many different benefits including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to patreon.com forward slash London Visited. And now to this week's podcast. Heathrow Airport, called London Airport until 1967 and now known as London Heathrow, is the main international airport serving London, the capital of the UK. It's the largest of six international airports in the London airport system, the others being Gatwick, City, Luton, Stansted, and Southend. The airport is owned and operated by Heathrow Airport Holdings. In 2022, it was the second busiest airport in the world by international passenger traffic and the second busiest airport in Europe. Heathrow was founded as a small airfield in 1929 but was developed into a much larger airport after World War II. It lies 14 miles (23 west of central London on a site that covers 12.27 square kilometres. It was gradually expanded over 75 years and now has two parallel east-west runways, four operational terminals, and one cargo terminal. The airport is the primary hub for British Airways and also Virgin Atlantic. It's located three miles west of Hounslow and three miles south of Hayes, three miles northeast of Staines-upon-Thames. Heathrow falls entirely within the boundaries of the London Borough of Hillingdon and under the Twickenham postcode area with the postcode TW6. It's surrounded by the villages of Sipson, Harlington, Hummondsworth, and Longford to the north and the neighbourhoods of Cranford and Hatton to the east. To the south lie Feltham, Bedfont, and Stanwell, while to the west Heathrow is separated from Slough, Horton, and Windsor in Berkshire by the M25 motorway. As the airport is located to the west of London and its runways run east-west, an aircraft's landing approach is usually directly over the Greater London area when the wind is from the south-west, as it is most of the time, which gives you absolutely amazing views over London as you come into Heathrow, so if you're travelling that way make sure you've got your camera ready. The airport forms part of the travel-to-work area, consisting of most of Greater London and neighbouring parts of the surrounding home counties. Heathrow Airport began in 1927 as a small airfield, Great West Aerodrome, on the land southeast of the hamlet of Heathrow, from which the airport takes its name. After that time, the land consisted of farms, market gardens and orchards, and there was a Heathrow farm approximately where the modern Terminal 2 is situated, a Heathrow hall and a Heathrow house. This hamlet was largely along a country lane, Heathrow Road, which ran roughly along the east and south edges of the present central terminal's areas. Development of the whole Heathrow area as a much larger airport began in 1944 during World War II. It was principally used for long-distance military aircraft bound for the Far East. By the time the Airfield was complete, World War II had ended and the UK government continued to develop the site as a civil airport. The airport was opened on the 25th of March 1946 as London Airport. The airport was renamed Heathrow in the last week of September 1966 to avoid confusion with the two other airports which served London. Gatwick and Stansted. The design for the airport was by Sir Frederick Gibbard, and he set out the original terminals and the central area buildings, including the original control tower and the multi-faith chapel of St George's. Heathrow Airport is used by over 80 airlines, flying to 185 destinations in 84 countries. The airport is the primary hub of British Airways and is a base for Virgin Atlantic. It's got four passenger terminals, numbered 2 to 5, and a cargo terminal, Of Heathrow's 78 million passengers in 2017, 94% were travelling into or out of the country, the remaining 6% were bound for or arriving from places within the UK. The busiest single destination in passenger numbers is New York, with over 3 million passengers flying between Heathrow and JFK in 2013. In the 1950s, Heathrow had six runways, arranged in three pairs at different angles in the shape of a hexagram, with the permanent passenger terminal in the middle and the older terminal along the north edge of the field. Two of its runways would always be within 30 degrees of the wind direction. As the required length for runways has grown, Heathrow now has only two parallel runways running east-west. These are extended versions of the two east-west runways from the original hexagram. From the air, almost all of the original runways can be seen. Incorporated into the present system of taxiways. North of the Northern Runway, the former taxiway in aprons, now the site of extensive car parks, is for the entrance to the access tunnel and the site of Heathrow's unofficial Gate Guardian. For many years, the home of a 40% scale model of British Airways Concorde, GCONC, the site has been occupied by a model of Emirates Airbus A380 since 2008. Heathrow Airport has an Anglican, Catholic, Free Church, Hindu, Jewish, Muslim, and Sikh chaplains. There is a multi-faith prayer room and a counselling room in each terminal, in addition to St George's interdenominational chapel in an underground vault adjacent to the old control tower, where Christian services take place. The chaplains organize and lead prayers at certain times in the prayer room. The airport has its resident press corps, consisting of six photographers and one TV crew, serving all the major newspapers and television stations around the world. Most of Heathrow's internal road's names are coded by their first letter, N in the North, Road. E in the east, Elmden Road, S in the south, Stratford Road, and W in the west, Walrus Road, C in the centre, Campbell Road. Aircraft destined for Heathrow are usually routed to one of four holding points. Air traffic controllers at Heathrow Approach Centre based in Stanwick, Hampshire then guide the aircraft to their final approach, merging aircraft from the four holds into a single stream of traffic, sometimes as close as 2.5 nautical miles apart. Considerable use is made of the continuous descent approach techniques to minimize the environmental effects of incoming traffic, particularly at night. Once an aircraft is established on its final approach, control is handed over to Heathrow Tower. When the runway alternation was introduced, aircraft generated significantly more noise on departure than when landing, so a preference for westerly operations during daylight was introduced, which continues to this day. In this mode, aircraft take off toward the west and land from the east over London, thereby minimizing the impact of noise on the most densely populated areas. Heathrow's two runways generally operate in segregated mode, whereby landings are allocated to one runway and takeoffs to another. To further reduce noise nuisance, the use of runways 27R and 27L is swapped at 3pm each day if the wind is from the west. When landings are easterly, there is no alternation. 09L remains the landing runway and 09R the takeoff runway due to the legacy of the now-rescinded Cranford Agreement pending taxiway works to allow the roles to be reversed. Occasionally, landings are allowed on the nominated departure runway to help reduce airborne delays and to position landing aircraft closer to their terminal, reducing taxi times. Nighttime flights at Heathrow are subject to restrictions. Between 11 o'clock at night and 4 o'clock in the morning, the noisiest aircraft, rated QC-8 and QC-16, cannot be scheduled for operation. Also, the night quota period, 11.30pm to 6am, there are four limits. A limit on the number of flights allowed. A quota count system, which limits the total amount of noise permitted but allows operators to choose to operate fewer noisy aircraft or a greater number of quieter planes. QC-4 aircraft cannot be scheduled for operation. A voluntary agreement with the airlines and no early morning arrivals will be scheduled to land before 4.30am. A trial of noise relief zones ran from December 2012 to March 2013, which concentrated approach flights into a defined area compared to the existing paths, which were spread out. The zones use alternated weekly, meaning residents in the no fly areas received respite from aircraft noise for set periods. However, it was concluded that some residents in other areas experienced more noise as a consequence of the trial, and that it should therefore not be taken forward in its current form. Heathrow received more than 25,000 noise complaints in just three months over the summer of 2016, but around half were made by the same 10 people. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's cause of the Xfinity 10G network, internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Sick of being upsold at gyms. In 2017, Heathrow introduced Fly Quiet and Green, a quarterly published league table that awards points to the 50 busiest airlines at the airport, ostensibly based on their performance relative to each other across a range of seven environmental benchmarks, such as no emissions. Heathrow has acknowledged but not attempted to refute criticism over discrepancies and a lack of transparency over the way in which the figures are calculated. The airport has always refused to publish a breakdown showing how many fly-quiet points each performance benchmark has contributed towards the total score it awards to an airline, thereby putting obstacles in the way of any independent auditing of the published results. Among other criticisms of the league table are the unexplained omission of some of the poorer performers among the 50 busiest airlines, and the emphasis on relative rather than absolute performance. So, an airline could well improve its fly quiet score quarter on quarter, even if its environmental performance had in fact worsened over the period. Inbound aircraft to Heathrow Airport typically arrive at one of several standard arrival routes, STARS. The STARS each terminate at one of four different RNAV waypoints, and these also define four stacks where the aircraft can be held, if necessary, until they are cleared to begin their approach to land. Stacks are sections of airspace where inbound aircraft would normally use a pattern closest to their arrival route. They can be visualized as helter-skelters in the sky. Each stack descends in 1,000 feet intervals from 16,000 feet down to 8,000 feet. Aircraft hold between 7,000 and 15,000 feet at 1,000 foot intervals. If these holds become full, aircraft are held at more distant points before being cleared onward to one of the four main holds. The following four stacks are currently in place. The Bovingdon Stack is for arrivals from the northwest. It extends above the village of Bovingdon and the town of Chesham and uses the RNAV waypoint BNN, which is situated on the former RAF Bovingdon airfield. The Biggin Hill Stack, BIG, on the southeast edge of Greater London is for arrivals from the southeast. It uses the RNAV waypoint BIG, which is situated on the London Biggin Hill Airport. The Lambourne Stack, LAM in Essex, is for arrivals from the northeast. It uses the RNAV waypoint LAM, which is situated adjacent to Stapleford Aerodrome. The Oakham Stack, OCK, in Surrey is for arrivals from the southwest. It uses the RNAV waypoint OCK, which is situated on the former Wisley Airfield. In September 2012, the Government of the United Kingdom established the Airports Commission, an independent commission chaired by Sir Howard Davis, to examine various options for increasing capacity at UK airports. In July 2015, the Commission backed a third runway at Heathrow, which the government approved in October 2016. However, the England and Wales Court of Appeal rejected this plan for a third runway at Heathrow on the basis that the government failed to consider climate change and the environmental impact of aviation. On the 16th of December 2020, the UK Supreme Court lifted the ban on the third runway expansion, allowing the construction plan to go ahead. Until it was required to sell Gatwick and Stansted airports, Heathrow Airport Holdings held a dominant position in the London aviation market, and it's been heavily regulated by the Civil Aviation Authority as to how much it can charge airlines to land. The annual increase in landing charge per passenger was capped at inflation minus 3% until the 1st of April 2003. From 2003 to 2007, charges increased by inflation, plus 6.5% per year taking the fee to £9.28 per passenger in 2007. In March 2008, the CAA, the Civil Aviation Authority, announced that the charge would be allowed to increase by 23.5% to £12.80 from the 1st of April 2008 and by inflation plus 7.5% for each of the following four years. In April 2013, the CAA announced a proposal for Heathrow to charge fees calculated by inflation minus 1.3%. Continuing until 2019, whilst the charges for landing at Heathrow are determined by the CAA and Heathrow Airport Holdings, the allocation of landing slots to airlines is carried out by Airport Coordination Limited (ACL). Until 2008, air traffic between Heathrow and the United States was strictly governed by the country's bilateral Bermuda II Treaty. The treaty originally allowed only British Airways, Pan Am, and TWA to fly from Heathrow to designated gateways in the U.S. In 1991, Pan Am and TWA sold their rights to United Airlines and American Airlines respectively, while Virgin Atlantic was added to the list of airlines allowed to operate on these routes. The Bermuda 2 air service agreement was suspended by a new Open Skies agreement that was signed by the United States and the European Union on the 30th of April 2007 and came into effect on the 30th of March 2008. Shortly afterwards, additional US airlines, including Northwest Airlines, Continental Airlines, US Airways, and Delta Airlines started services to Heathrow. Following Brexit, the USA and the UK signed a new US-UK air transport agreement in November 2020, incorporating all of the essential elements of open skies, which came into effect in March 2021. The airport was criticized in 2007 for overcrowding and delays. According to Heathrow Airport Holdings, Heathrow's facilities were originally designated to accommodate 55 million passengers annually. The number of passengers using the airport reached a record 70 million in 2012. In 2007, the airport was voted the world's least favorite alongside Chicago O'Hare in a TripAdvisor survey. However, the opening of Terminal 5 in 2008 has relieved some pressure on terminal facilities, increasing the airport's terminal capacity to 90 million passengers per year. A tie-up is also in place with McLaren Applied Technologies to optimize the general procedure, reducing delays and pollution. With only two runways operating at over 98% of their capacity, Heathrow has little room for more flights, although the use of larger aircraft such as the Airbus A380 has allowed some increase in passenger numbers. It is difficult for existing airlines to obtain landing slots to enable them to increase their services from the airport or for new airlines to start operations. To increase the number of flights, Heathrow Airport Holdings has proposed using the existing two runways in mixed mode whereby aircraft would be allowed to take off and land on the same runway. This would increase the airport's capacity from its current 480,000 movements per year as to as many as 550,000, according to British Airways' CEO. Heathrow Airport Holdings has also proposed building a third runway to the north of the airport, which would significantly increase traffic capacity. Pleasing of the airport is the responsibility of the aviation security a unit of the Metropolitan Police, although the British Army, including armored vehicles and the Household Cavalry, has occasionally been deployed at the airport during periods of heightened security. Full-body scanners are now in use at the airport, and passengers who refuse to use them are required to submit to a hand search in a private room. The scanners display passengers' bodies as cartoon figures, with indicators showing where the concealed items may be. For many decades, Heathrow had a reputation for theft from baggage-by-baggage handlers. This led to the airport being nicknamed Thief Row with periodic arrests of baggage handlers. Following the widespread disruption caused by reports of drone sightings at Gatwick Airport and a subsequent incident at Heathrow, a drone detection system was installed airport-wide to attempt to combat disruption caused by the illegal use of drones. So I hope you've enjoyed our first part look at Heathrow definitely one of the world's busiest airports and who would have known that they've even got more plans to increase the capacity even further. And once again, a big thank you to Martin in Canada. Now, we'll be back next week with part two. Now, if you'd like to make contact with us or suggest any other places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, just like Martin in Canada did, you can let me know through our website, londonvisited.co.uk or through our social media. It really is that easy. Thanks for listening, really hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll see you soon for the next one. Bye! Thanks for listening and please don't forget to subscribe to get more shows direct to your device. Also, why not visit our London Visited YouTube channel to get even more of London. Catch you soon on the next one.